tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey. Right now, we're listening to the new single from Leela James called Say That featuring Anthony, Anthony Hamilton. Yes. I really do like this song, and I like the video, too. I like your swag. Hey, what's up? You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV for R&B Divas LA, Season 2, Episode 6, what titled up? From Ratchetness to Righteousness. I am your host, Bam Erickson, and please uh, introduce yourself. I am Alfred Nolan Thomas the second. What up? I like the tone of Leela's voice. Yeah. Yeah. She like a... Like that old school good cooking mother swag. Yes. Like I, she must. I wonder when she started having that kind of aura about her. Mm-hmm. It had to be young, you know, with the old soul, yeah. young kids. She, and and she doesn't. She don't play. Mm-mm. And so now we're gonna go into Leela's story first. So last night on uh, on the uh, on the episode, uh, Leela had an interview she's doing some promotion because mm-hmm. you know the song with that the song that we're just playing is a is is our biggest radio airplay song to today which is the say that with anthony hamilton mm-hmm. so they met at eminem soul food place have you ever been there before no oh wait eminem yeah down in crenshaw yeah yeah yes. so uh they were at a very very popular a soul food place uh she and anthony and they were talking about how they just need to really mm-hmm. you know get into the swing of things and really you know um um really press the song since it's getting a lot of play they need to go out and promote it so i thought that was a cool thing that they did and so now she has this interview with madame noir and Mm. potentially boss up yeah and it didn't go so well i thought it was not well prepared for on the interviewer's Mm -hmm. behalf but i felt like i mean not to um say that she was unprofessional because I think you kind of should expect those kind of questions coming from uh, the internet type uh, um, interviewers. I I, I think that it definitely was understandable how she had attitude. But at the same time, I think that that just caught her off guard and then it showed a little bit of unprofessionalism. Uh, The lady's name was Diane. She's a producer from Madame Madame Noir. Mm -hmm. And some of the questions that she asked was... um, she says, soul music is a dying breed. What do you have to say about that statement? And she says, how was it, how was it dead? I'm still here. What? Then she asked, how, um, does she feel pressured to conform to, uh, to the industry today? And she said, no. And then she says, are you dating anyone? She says, that's my personal business. Then after that, she says, is he in the industry? And she says, I'm just going to go on and pass. How about that? Then, <laughs> 
<laughs> why do you keep your life? She asks, you know, why do you keep your life uh, uh, so personal? And then she goes forward to talk about Jay Hudson, says sex is uh, talked about too much. And then she talked about Patty and the statement that Patty feels like uh, the term uh, diva is overrated. Mm-hmm. And she agreed with it, but then says that, you know, there's many who can't sing one note. Then she goes and asks, does she want to drop any names? For me, um, I, I feel... It could have gone better both ways. Yep. Um, Leela's people, publish, uh, pu- uh, publicist, manager, whoever, should have told Madame Noir and potentially Bossup that, hey, this is what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. This is what you do not ask me. If if the if her team does not give any instructions on what to talk about, then it gives an open floor for anything to be for, shut for, out. For, for anything to be shut out. So that's bad on Leela's part or her management. Mm-hmm. But also on the other part, I feel like uh, Dana. Uh, I feel like Dana and the people at Madame Noir should do their research on who you're interviewing, because yeah. just watching, just watching, um, just watching Leela from these past six episodes, you get a vibe of who she is. Mm-hmm. So. I wouldn't ask her these kind of questions from the bat if if she comes off a certain way. I wouldn't ask yeah. about her personal life. I wouldn't ask about that. I wouldn't do anything that's going to piss her off unless you are going on, say, uh, on, say, something like a Wendy Williams or Charlamagne mm-hmm. the God where they are who they are and they're going to ask these questions. But anytime that I've seen interviews on Madame Noir, you'd never see you never see who the person is interviewing. There are the mm. pictures that uh, the the questions that comes up is inserted on on the screen, and then the artist or the celebrity or whatever you want to call them then answers the mm. question. So, I don't feel that she had a. I don't feel she had a right to to ask those questions. She should have done her research. I think it was a combination of that. Somewhat, but I mean, I I felt like with proper preparation, like you said, mm-hmm. with her management wanted to dictate what they were going to do with the interview. I don't think they anybody had a real angle or a point to the interview. And I think that's why it started becoming like just shoot off any kind of questions mm-hmm. from personal and all and just get a big gist. But I think with the way that Leela responded so early on with that negativity, she should have, as an interviewer, changed it the to tone. be the tone to be more comfortable. Because the whole point is to, you know, promote the song, get it out, and 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 uplift her image. But it seemed like no point or purpose was. And then speaking of that, she asked. She said, "You know, you have the new single with Anthony Hamilton," mm-hmm. and she says, uh, "She says, yeah, something about yeah, we're really excited about it." And then she says, "Okay, well." Um, she says, okay, well, looking forward to that. And then she goes straight in. She seemed like she didn't, she seemed like she didn't want to interview in the first place. Mm-hmm. Hands down. She felt like she didn't want to be bothered or she, like, Leela wasn't uh, interesting enough for her. So she was just going through the motion. She didn't seem like she cared. So that's well, just I, what I, mean, I, I would say she didn't seem like she cared, but I, I think she handled it kind of poorly. Mm-hmm. That would be the best. Because she was smiling and she was dealing with the fact that Leela wasn't liking the things that she said, but it's sometimes where the interview either their goal is to A, get as much information as they can, or B, make that person look a certain type of way, and I don't think she chose either, Mm -hmm. and that's why it became just a blah, and Leela blew up. Yeah. Um, And then, so then, Leela then goes to a photo shoot for, Mm -hmm. for Amber Magazine, and again, when she comes in, 
they said because her hair was blown out, they're going to, you know, start to do the look, I guess, with the blown out look. And then Leela starts talking about uh, something about makeup. contour and makeup and how she doesn't like to do certain things. But then they wound up putting some pink something, some pink color gloss or something on her lips. And she actually liked it. Mm-hmm. And so it was a smooth it was a smooth shoot. But when you're doing a photo shoot. Normally, there is some kind of plan that's already figured out so that mm-hmm. the stylist of all the people can have all the stuff ahead of time. And so then within what it would then whatever the theme or whatever they're trying to do, then they bring different options and sizes and so and so forth. So the fact that Leela came by herself. She didn't have manners. She, she came by herself. Mm-hmm. She no no manager, no PR, no, no nothing. So I'm wondering maybe Leela doesn't have. No, I, I know I, she does she have. Would. Yeah. So I don't understand why this wasn't discussed. If she's not willing to do certain things, then why was that not mentioned prior to that? So that the people would come prepared with however they were mm. going to do her hair from the makeup, the clothes. I mean, luckily it worked out. okay. Yeah, or I, maybe this is just something for TV one. Probably. I, I mean, I thought it was a cool team. And in the sense of. Leela, I kind of, kind of accepted her for having kind of a standoffish. Mm-hmm. She says she's very combative when it comes to hair and makeup and all that kind of stuff. So I already kind of went more on the team side because they did have a vision. They showed her the vision board. They they tried different things, and when she wasn't liking it, they kind of folded and and compromised in different areas. So for me, it was cool. It just, like I said, like, well, like you said, with her management, there should be more of an idea of what they want going into those situations. Mm-hmm. It seems like they just throwing her in there. And then I'm also going to just jump on this. Um, Leela, if you are trying to get more exposure, you know, Boss Up is one of the top black um, urban mm-hmm. blocks. So the fact that Boss Up wanted to do an interview with you, you have Madame Noir, and then you have a... Um, a a cover shoot for a magazine. Mm. You have to, I understand that you are in your ways about certain things, but baby, you got to give on, mm-hmm. on something, you know? Okay. I mean, you don't need, you know, they're not trying to make, they're not trying to, you know, give you this long weave and make you into this, you know, make you wear hot pants, mm-hmm. but you have to give a little bit. If you're trying to give, if you're trying to push a single and potentially do another single and you're trying to get yourself out there, you have to give a little bit. You can't just, just have your arms folded and not want to be able to to adjust to some things because when you're doing magazine shoots and some of the other things, it's like it's more of their idea yeah. of, with incorporating you. So I'm sure those situations were not only just fortunate that people are interested in her song and what's going on with her, but it it does become an educational tool for those who have been in, who are in the industry to know that you know sometimes you're gonna get questions you don't like. And some, but the overall thing is to control what you can, which was her attitude mm-hmm. and which was the way she could have dictated how that interview and went. If she felt that way, she should have allowed to help the girl out mm-hmm. with, let's talk about this or da 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 da. And I want to promote this and let's just, but it seemed like her attitude was too much of a, a obstacle for her. And then I'm going to jump on your side. I'm going to jump against Leela. Also, 
she's from that she's from that era. Mm-hmm. Shantae Moore was here a couple weeks ago, and she said, you know, back in the day there was training and there was things that that artists there was artist de- artist development where you you learned how to conduct interviews, and when people ask you un- uncomfortable things, you have to figure out how to change topics without you know making everything work. And I feel as 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 uh, as mature. And as mature as uh, Lila is, I felt that she could have totally twisted that interview. This is going to sound mean, but she could have totally took control of that interview because Mm -hmm. that little, that girl, Dana, had a motive. She had an agenda to, 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 to be dirty and ask certain questions. I felt like with Lila's intelligence, she could have outsmarted her and she could have totally turned the interview around. But I didn't think she was trying to be... Vindictive with it, those questions. I just think that Leela took it a certain type of way because of who she is. <clears throat> I and respecting that, I didn't mind her opinion. Cause when she, for the, is Soul Music Dead, that gave, that could have, for me, been a platform for her to be like, no, it's not dead. There's things going on. I know, you know, with what's popular right now. Uh, I agree. That question da-da-da-da. wasn't as bad as Leela made it seem, but the way she, the way she shunned her the topic when she asked about the album and then she went immediately now okay so now so for me i didn't like how the girl conducted the interview that's just my opinion Mm -hmm. um but um we can move forward yeah (laughs) and so now let's let's go with uh little mo so now little mo is at her house mm-hmm. and she has company over it. She has gospel artist Ty Tribute and her homegirl Mookie, who's a singer. And she also works with uh, Little Mo's ex-husband, who's um, Philip is her, is our vocal producer. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not sure who Mookie is, but Ty Tribute is one of the hottest gospel artists right now. And he's very, if you've never, if you've never seen him live, it's like wow um you won't see many gospel singers who's able to do full choreography dance and sing full voice at the same time and shout mm. i mean they 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 really turn up so little mo they apparently been working on this thing uh, a group yeah. where cuz you know thai thai style of gospel is is um i can't even describe as gospel but makes um google Google Thai tribute and uh and and, and Google a song called He Turned It. And that's all I'm gonna say. Oh, they going on that song. But anyway, um <laughs> and so so Ty has this style and then um Ty has this style, Mookie has her, she's kinda like pop gospel, and yeah. then Mo is ratchet. Yeah. She's she's ratchet. So she feels that the three of them together would be a good uh, would be a good blend. But the only problem is, you know, the songs that they were working on, Philip was involved mm. and Little Mo does not want him to be involved. Ty wants him to be involved, and then of course Mookie is like, Well, we're tight, you know. I have to let him know that he's not a part of this, and so that's where the conflict come in. What do you think? It's sad uh, because, unfortunately, when relationships and business sometimes you wish in a utopia world that they will always be able to coexist, but this is a prime example of being in a deep situation with somebody, and it. it interrupting the possibility of greatness because she even acknowledges how dope philip is and what he could bring to the table but the fact that she can't get over her uh problems with him which is understandable for what it's worth at the same time it it shows how i was i 
wondered how that was going to play with him being so involved in her life mm-hmm. business wise and them having her being such a exciting type person and then the, where that relationship goes from his business with other people and all that and then it just it's sad because it does get in the way of friendships and mm-hmm. people got to choose sides and this is like just a a beginning of what could really go down to you talking money and numbers and mm-hmm. percentages and all that will always be affected by that broken past relationship mm-hmm. and whatever happened being used as weapons for opinions and all that stuff so uh well Mookie says that she has to tell him and then Mo says um don't tell him nothing he don't tell me nothing. Um do you think that Mookie ha- do you think she is right for for wanting to tell oh, Philip? Yeah. Okay. Cuz I mean it's, it's just proper etiquette when it comes to business and 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 making sure nothing ever gets mucky and muddy mm-hmm. to just know because I mean as long as it's got to do with what he's got to do with at some point it's going to cross his path mm-hmm. and it is best that it's up front and straightforward even if it, he is or is not involved mm-hmm. the last thing Mookie wants is to all of a sudden look like she's being shady mm-hmm. when she has the relationship currently with him and it's progressively moving forward hopefully I totally agree so I mean but I, I, I will say, you know, a little more, you sh- kind of should have prepared yourself for this even before, you know, the breakup and all that mm-hmm. or during it, especially when the way it affects your, your household with your kids and knowing that you're going to have to have a lot of responsibility that he was taking care of all of a sudden put on your plate or it's probably dropping the ball now-ish. And now you got to deal with working around him and try to figure that out. Yeah, she seems overwhelmed because it hit her all at one time. And so now she has to realize, oh, snap, now I have to take care of all this myself because she was, you know, I guess living comfortable with him having to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I totally agree Mookie should have have, uh, informed Phil. But she shouldn't be against it either. She should let everything be in the air so you can do what you do. And Mm -hmm. if if he can help or has the heart to help, I'm sure he would be there. I mean... People who don't have to be together in order to coexist, although it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Especially because, and sometimes in breakups, you, you need time before you could actually stand yeah, each other again. Yeah, I don't think again. they had enough time to heal. No, not all at that all. Kind of stuff. So Ty says, Ty makes the best uh, solution. He says, well, when we go back to the East Coast, we will work on it. Well, actually, or Mo, basically they agree. They agree. They agree that they will go back to the East Coast. They'll work on the song. They'll send her the song, and she'll do what she has to do here in L.A. so that she doesn't have to see Phil. That works. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll work forever, but it'll at least get the work done but yeah. to, to figure out if it's even worth investing mm-hmm. the time. Because, I mean, who knows? Maybe the fact that they're on odds uh, right now, maybe that magic won't be as potent. Yeah. And then if it's not, then there ain't no point to even sweat it. And then who's to say that Phil doesn't even want to take part of it? Yeah, he might not even want to do nothing with it. Yeah. Um, so... Because we haven't heard nothing from Phil and who knows what that man is thinking. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. and him being uh, in the church and you know, managing this and doing that. I'm sure he's got, he had to sit down and have powwows with mad people. He probably don't want to see her just as much as she don't want to see, see him. him. Yeah. And you're right. He has yet to respond exactly. on, on any of this. So, you know, <laughs> but I know it's a lot. He got a lot to, to ponder. <laughs> yeah. And so let's go forward. So little Mo is having a show at, 
at the um, Maverick Flats, which is also it's on Crenshaw and it's near Crenshaw and um, Martin Luther on, King. It's kind yeah. of yeah, by the Walmart. Yeah. Um, and so she's having this big show to introduce the 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 band that she has with uh, Ty and Mookie. The only problem is now because of Blizzard, because Blizzard? because of the weather, yeah. they're 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 sn- they're um they're uh, snowed in and they can't they can't leave, which is very common on mm-hmm. the East Coast in the winter during Grammy Week or yeah. during the whole Grammys. That's very common. So she gets into it a little bit with her manager, Honey, uh, not Honey Bella, because she didn't know this. So she just. She just blurts and she just has a moment where she spazzes and she goes off and she's pissed off because, you know, this was the whole point and why mm-hmm. she was having this thing. So for me, I'm, I'm, I would, I would have canceled it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but the show or postponed it or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, with the way she reacted to, you know, she didn't feel, she didn't seem like she was in a place to want to deal with one, any work that she did with mm-hmm. Philip. Yeah. To something that she, it seemed like she wasn't, prepared for just doing a random show she was focused on trying to put this group together and have everything i think that takes a lot out but also as they were doing the walkthrough at mavericks Mm -hmm. she didn't find out that they weren't coming until then and i'm assuming it was maybe one or two days i agree i think she should have just canceled the show period Mm -hmm. In the story, should have canceled it. It wasn't that big of a um, deal. It wasn't it that big. Like yeah, going to make a whole bunch of money off of it. It was definitely within the means of things happening. Yeah. this is what you should. This is a proper way to respond to that. If you don't want to do the show, don't do the show. Especially if you ain't making a whole lick off of it. So yeah, I agree. I think she should have just canceled the show. And had she canceled the show, she would have not had that moment, which was interesting. Because I, I mean, I think all people are vulnerable to to being caught up or being ill prepared and. And it was cool to see, no matter what, that, you know, if you've established yourself and everybody knows your talent, they'll always support you with no matter what you're going through. And people clearly understood uh, her position at the time. So mm-hmm. I think they were very supportive of the whole crowd. The food at Mavericks is dope. So it was oh, is it? Yes, it is. <laughs> that food is good. Mm-hmm. I've been to a couple shows there. Yeah. And so now let's let's uh, let's discuss the show. So when Mo was in the back, uh, all the divas went to uh, support her, and so she says, um, you know, what, how she's going, how, how she's uh, how she's dealing with mm-hmm. certain things, and how she feels. And the girls pretty much support her, saying that you know everything's going to be fine. You know, you'll get through it. Um, this is a good moment. Yeah, uh, it's it, it one of those, those things. To it was it's nice to see moments where the girls get together you just see them their friendships evolve their support level evolve and that was kind of cool yeah for me yeah you know uh she got through it mm-hmm. and so she sung the song uh not um she said that she sung the song just not into you she did the performance and um all the girls are there like you said and then in the middle i would say maybe towards the song she in like almost to like pretty much the last minute 40 seconds of the song uh, yeah she missed the bridge it sounded she, like she, yeah and she sat there and she just had a moment mm-hmm. I um, didn't mind it mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's what what was cool about I guess the diva monologues and all this stuff to set up what mm-hmm. she's kind of been going through for people and for her to you know be able to open up more Rather than it just be, it didn't feel like an embarrassing moment. It did feel like, oh, something wrong. Something oh, and then you on. know what she was, um, she was saying prior to the show, she wasn't sure if she learned the words and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. All right, now let me let me get on little mo. So listen, 
if you're going to do this show, learn the words mm-hmm. or do like we do in church. You um, a lot of times in church, we have a podium. We have the um, we have the the low stand, something where you something where the words are for you to look at. Then you need to make sure that you know the words. And my thing is, it's, it's the one song. Yeah. And it's one song. I mean, she apparently did another song that they we saw her doing the whole little nay thing. So she was doing something. She probably did Superwoman or something, but they didn't show her singing, but they only showed the, the song. You need to learn those words because. You just need to learn the words. Mm-hmm. Now, she did improvise and she ad libbed and she did some other stuff, mm-hmm. but you need to learn those words. Period. Hands blank. Learn the words. But they love you and supported you. So that was yeah. cool to see. But yep, it was just a mess up. Yeah. But like I said, with all that was going on, it was cool to see her kind of work her way through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to just shut down. I think, uh, yeah, she, that's what Misha Lay did on her performance at the Martin Luther King thing, just walk off stage. Whereas Lisa, this one stayed on stage and took it up the chin. Yeah, she did. And at least the sound was good. Yep. Thank goodness. Um, and then we want to also just tell you guys about iTunes. Make sure you guys go to iTunes. Make mm-hmm. sure you download, rate, comment, subscribe, and tell a friend because because of you guys and all the support that you guys give us here uh, on AfterTunes, we're able to have this nice studio and, and, other, uh, and other studios and other rooms here in AfterBuzz Studios. So thank you guys so much. And again, iTunes, download, download, rate, subscribe, comment, and please tell all of your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let's go to Chrisette Michelle. So her and the Golden Girls, as they like to call themselves, which is Chrisette, Little Mo, Michelle, and Leela. Mm-hmm. They went to some little restaurant and they were discussing, uh, basically congratulating Chrisette because she's not married for a Grammy. And they're all having fun talking or whatever. And Chrisette says that she wants to have a very nice little intimate uh, little party and celebration for it. And then there was this small conversation about Little Mo asking, has the standards changed for the Grammys? Which I've always thought that yeah. um, because... It's really interesting if you look back. There are a lot of groups who've had multiple, multiple, multiple hits, who's been nominated several times and has never won a Grammy. And now you have, you know, people who are popular who win Grammys. Mm-hmm. It's just my opinion. I don't represent After Buzz, but you know, you have someone like Diana Ross, who Supremes. Um, she was like the diva of all diva, and Diana Ross has never won a Grammy. But I think I'm it's, just saying it's kind of ish a evolution of our society in a way too. I think has made it um, evolve. I would say in a lot of categories over the years, and I feel like it it does put a weird kind of stigmatism between those who have gotten Grammys and those who don't. Because there is that, there's no like real f- fairness, and it is in the hands of people who are who get to choose kind of ish. So then it becomes half salty, half feeling like they have to, you know, justify why they got it. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I feel like it. It I don't know what the proper answer is to getting all that uh, fair and balanced. Well, I'll say it. I've I feel the standards have changed. Um, and it works in people's favor who is popular. And for artists, someone like, you know, Chrisette, you know, she lost to Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't tell you a song Alicia Keys had out last year. Did she have an album out last year? 
I don't know. It was the This Girl Is On Fire. Yeah. I was about to say the fire joint. Please. <laughs> um, so anyway, <clears throat> so they have this intimate part. They have this very intimate party. It was very, very intimate. Oh, yeah. Um, and some of the women felt that they were overdressed. And so, uh, Chrisette performed this song called Super that she says because she doesn't feel like she's like, you know, super woman, but she just feels super. So she did this song called Super. What did you think about it? That was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I gotta hear it again. Uh, to know whether I like it or not because mm-hmm. she has the artsy swag on everything so I really um, dig Chrisette's eclecticness and the fact that she likes things intimate and very like candles and you know aroma and all that kind of stuff you can tell it goes on with her so I mean I, I think everything that she does is very interesting I just don't know if I necessarily buy into it all the time is that the right way to say it? Well, I think so. <laughs> I thought she sound great as always, but yeah. the song bored me. Um, I'm just, I have to be in the mood to be in that, you know, that, that, <laughs> that real earthy type yeah. music, you know. Um, I like ratchet, I like music that can, I can move to. Yeah. So she sounds great, but I have to be in the mood to listen to that kind of music and, you know, that's just not something I have to like be in the well, mood I mean, where think, I'm like cleaning or in the yeah. house and I'm in a, in a space. But I, she sounds good, but I don't like the song. I, I feel her music comes with a strong feeling. That's why she's been nominated and having the success she has. Mm-hmm. She comes with like a strong like or feeling behind her mm-hmm. her whole swag. But I mean, there's there's plenty other songs of her of hers that I, I that mm-hmm. I do like. So, but this one, mm-hmm. I gotta hear it again. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm good. It's just I, you know. On to the next song for me. Yeah. Um, so then she's getting ready for uh, she's getting ready for the Grammy. She's going to look at dresses mm-hmm. and she doesn't know what she wants to wear, but she really wants to she wants to uh, really represent herself. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of nervous because the, she says that the Grammys is not really about is not about the award. It's about the red carpet and it's about you being seen and, 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 uh, exposing yourself to this, to all this, to this whole media outlet. But I think it's like the difference between, uh, a franchise athlete compared to someone who's just like playing sports Mm -hmm. in the streets. You know, it is, it's not about the game. It's about the fact that you can get endorsements. Yeah. You can get all these people to look at you in a different light, which, would in the end equal dollar signs. Mm-hmm. So being amongst those people, you don't even have to win. It's, I mean, it's an honor to be nominated or anything like that. But at the same time, just to be on that red carpet telling the world about what's going on and it being from uh, uh, venues that can really, you know, push your brand, you know, and from magazines to networks, ETV, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff goes with the Grammys red carpet. So you know that you're not just, oh, who knows if I'll see this interview. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to see this and it's going to yeah. impact my life. Did you like, did you like what she chose? She chose this, uh, she chose like a, uh, a jacket, um, I guess some kind of little halter top or something. Mm-hmm. And she wore like pants and, and I guess like high heels. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, <gasps> but I like, I, I like her artsy fartsy side. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that she's one of those kind of artists that push that in a, doesn't come off like weirdo so what was subtle i liked how her makeup artist decided to take her out to the balcony to do her hair and makeup because they know how she is and 
you know, it was a nice, great view. Mm-hmm. And I think for someone like Rosette, that would to for her to see the world and to see the view and the and the freeways and all the just like if you've ever have the opportunity to come to LA, you know, go somewhere where you can be high up and see the actual city of LA oh, at nighttime or evening. It's really really beautiful, and I thought that was really good that the that the makeup artist knew that that Chrisette was in a um, she was feeling a certain way, so just put her outside to just kind of calm her mind, and I thought that was really cool. Cause she was um, really uptight. Yeah, she was really uptight. Hell uptight. And then so. They, they, um, she brought her brothers, Sean and Lim, with her. Mm-hmm. And when they're on the, the bus or the, the SUV or whatever they were riding in, mm-hmm. the brothers was kind of talking a lot, you know, and she's just trying to zone everybody out because, you know, she's really nervous. And I don't think her brothers really understood, understood what she was going through. And they're just like, you know, yeah. hey, you know, I'm with my sister, you know, turn up, turn up. We ready to party. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I, I too also have had that feeling where you have people around you and you just like, shut the hell up. I'm trying to, you know, so. Um, I don't think they understood the how much responsibility she had at that time. They mm-hmm. thought it was like chill time yeah. and just figure out if you won the award. But for her, it's like, this is, and for her and the publicist, they were very aware of how important each, you know, uh, aspect of that carpet was from the interviews to the pictures yeah. to making it seem like it's still having showing that you're having a good time yeah she said she didn't have any problem taking the pictures what she was afraid of was the red carpet because she and the microphone and people asking questions but she said that everything mm-hmm. uh turned out really great uh her publicist had mentioned all the different um all the different media sources that went out she was um, interviewed by Access Hollywood, OMG Insider, CNN Live, MTV Live, uh, Fuss Live. So she got exposure to a lot of different avenues, and it seemed to go really, really great. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't want to go to the Grammy party. She was like, I'm done. I'm just. I think she was like that because she ain't win. Because it's still like, oh. <laughs> you know, I felt like she accepted it. It was cool for Alicia to win. But, you know, when you don't, when you are put on that kind of platform and you your goals are are met in certain aspects i think that it can be a little draining and you want to be in people's face mm-hmm. post oh how do you feel having to answer that question at that point would be the annoying one yeah but also it's a business and she mm-hmm. mentioned about how having to do things for a record label and her manager said because she wanted to go to the pan she was really excited about the band tour the the pandora party and her manager's like well that's fine we're gonna go to that party but i think we should go to the labels party first you know business is business Mm -hmm. and so i understand that she didn't want to go to the parties but she should have you know do like some entertainers do you walk in you stay five ten minutes and you bounce Mm -hmm. but you know sometimes you have to make your your presence known and she probably should have went to that party especially being that they weren't really supportive of her opus lyricist Uh album but the fact that now she has all this exposure she had all she had all these media outlets i'm sure she probably mentioned it in a couple uh, a couple interviews Mm. it can now make the um her record label be like okay maybe we need to support this so sometimes you have to give a little in order to get and she should have i felt like she should have at least went to the um to to that party even if she stayed for five minutes get your picture taken go say hi shake hands to so and so and then do the oh i'm not feeling very well my throat give any excuse they're gonna be like oh, okay it's, it's okay you know thank you for coming and then mm. you get the hell out of there you missing all them gifts yeah them gifts yeah well 
uh, let's go into let's go into news and gossip. Yeah. After TV news. Okay, so the only news and gossip that we have is it's rumored that the R&B Divas LA cast taped their reunion last week for um, for the reunion special out of New York with Wendy Williams, and so be interesting. now we can transition to. Uh, I guess also predictions because I wonder how it went. I wonder who cried. I wondered, you know. I bet she got in depth with Little Mo and Phillip. Mm-hmm. Uh, she probably made Misha Lee cry because of the suicide thing. And uh, I bet she shamed Budge Leela. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the only one who's sitting strong the whole time. So. As always, as I said with the Atlanta one, I felt it was unnecessary to have a part one and part two. For this season so far with only six episodes, I only see necessary for a part one unless this whole Puerto Rico thing turns up. But a two part, I just, I don't see it. Just get to the point, get to the yeah. questions and don't, don't, don't prolong it. But, uh, it should be interesting to see how, um, how it turns out. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it will. I don't think it will be as dramatic as Atlanta was. I don't think anybody. There was a lot of yeah. crap going on with them. Yeah, I don't think anything. I don't think anyone's gonna walk off and and quit. I don't think mm-hmm. any of that's gonna happen. But I think it should be interesting yeah. uh, because you know Wendy, she likes to get the dirt. So now let's go into predictions. And now your After Buzz TV predictions. All right. Do you have any? What's your predictions? Uh. I predict that everything is going to come together for the um, Puerto Rico trip and all that music is going to get, uh, we're going to get to see how they work with Warren. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what they did in this show with the whole salsa dancing to prepare for oh, yeah, yeah. sparking to that. the yeah. interest of, mm-hmm. of them working on that project. So I think that that will, it will come together in a nice, cool way. And hopefully that brings a nice little ending to the show. Well, Shantae mentioned when she was here that she didn't say something about her verse that much, but she made a, a big old, I'm a word of my yeah. verse. She said that she was the only one when she was here at the other bus studio, she said that she was the only one that sung background vocals. And so she referenced to, to Warren in next week's episode that she's the only one that didn't have a lead. And one was like, uh, do you have a problem with that? And she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so. Because it says something when you're the only one not chose to sing a verse compared to. But then, but then Warren did say that he felt that uh, with it being a song about Puerto Rico, Shantae ha- is the only one that could really give that that sexiness for the background vocals. I mean, it, it, he must it, have put it all throughout the song for that to make sense as a justification of not having a verse. Yeah. It's like, brother, you chose everyone but me. Yeah. Um, that says something. I, I'm going to reserve judgment until I hear the song. Yep. Because if you can he- totally hear Shantae in the background, mm, no, see, no, she should have. But then again, it's hard because you have six. You have six. That's and what I'm saying. So if, at and, least two or three of them should have been out. If yeah. you're going to make them comfortable that ain't everybody singing, at least two or three. But or, we got one. Or split them up in half. He, yeah. he already said that he was going to two, di- two, di- two different uh, uh, versions. Uh, versions. I don't know. But mm-hmm. Misha Lay t- uh, mentions how she has a performance in San Diego. And then on the flyer, it has a picture of the R&B Divas. Mm-hmm. The Divas, Misha Lay thinks that the Doing Divas are, so are, 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 thinks that the Divas are performing. And the ladies are like, no, we're not. 
Um, and so you can see Shantae goes off saying that, you know, her picture should have been on there, not the entire group's picture. So I like the fact that the Divas are sticking up for, for Misha Lay, but you know, it's, it's, it's a management thing. I don't know why they keep throwing her against these like weird situations. These are a little too awkward of incidents for me. I'll be looking at who's hovering over my stuff and being like, you need to go there early and make sure it is what it is. Yeah. It, it seems like her managers are like these, these. It's like, Oh, we heard about this. You want to go do the show? Let's go do it. They feel they, they come off to me as those gangster types from the 70 shows <laughs> with the suits and, and you know, like the, the, they called them back in the day. They called them, uh, street hustle, not street, uh, um, sell the moonshine, pimping women. Yeah. It just, they just, they, they seem like they don't have her best interests. And it's just like, you know, they have that whole pin mentality. Like you're going to go out there and you're going to do this. And she's not, her opinion is not being asked. Uh, maybe it's just how they used to get things done with her in reflection of how things are how time has changed for her maybe not for their system maybe that's what's going on it just seems like it seemed like they cared when they were talking about the suicide and doing the whole um well thing to, to me they seem like they care after after they, she cried after they were forced to because for, for me i don't feel like they gave it them. Yeah. yeah, but we'll see next week. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in mm-hmm. to another episode of After Buzz TV RB Divas LA. Please let everyone know where you can be found on social okay. media. Find me at All Eyes on Black on Twitter and ANT, the number two black on Instagram. And you can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode here hey, on hey. After Buzz TV RB Divas LA. We'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 